livepodcasts.fm. Good to know. This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. Only on livepodcasts.fm will you find topics on issues you overlook as a consumer. Good to know. I'm Wendy Nola, and thanks for downloading this podcast. The Good to Know podcast draws on my many years of experience as a consumer journalist to share tips that keep you from being ripped off. You can subscribe to receive every podcast in the series. Just visit livepodcast.fm or go to the podcast app of your choice. Please also rate and review the podcast. That way it gets shared far and wide and even more people can benefit from it. A lot of people want my advice or intervention, mostly the latter. And they tell me this via email, on Facebook and on Twitter. It's a lot and it's constant. And it's no wonder there's a lot of really bad stuff going on in consumer land. The constant stream is both a blessing and a curse. A blessing because I would have no material for my radio shows and newspaper and digital columns if people didn't choose to share their stories with me. And it's through investigating those cases for the last 20 years that I've come to know what I know about consumer issues and puts me in a position to help people. So I'm hugely grateful for that deluge of please helps that comes my way every day. On the other hand, as a team of one, by that I mean I have no admin or any other kind of help at all, ever, I physically can't take up every case or even respond to every email, not even if I never slept. I get that it's hard for people to understand that, and I hate that I let so many people down. And as a result, I live with the guilt and the pressure of of failing people. And although I say that I've made peace with that over the years, and I choose to concentrate on what I'm am able to do for people. I haven't really, really made peace with it, and I don't think I ever will. It's a job which has taught me a huge amount about human nature. Some people ask me what my fee for helping them will be, which is endearing, but it does tell me that they have no understanding of the role of the media, and that's a little bit sad for someone that's been in the game for more than 35 years. On the other hand, there are those who send me an email asking me to take up their case with a car dealer or telecom or the leather couch retailer. The very next day, they're on Twitter outing me. Hey, at Wendy Nola, still waiting for a response to my email. (laughs) Or I'll get a second email saying, I heard you speaking on the radio about credit card fraud. But the problem I'm having with my defective lounge suite is far more serious. Please could you investigate that ASAP? Given that I can't get to every case, as I've said, I prioritize those which I think most of my audience will relate to or be able to learn from. It's just the best use of my resource. Having said that, my favorite unlikely to be passed over emails have certain distinct characteristics. So here follows my list of how to give yourself the best chance of getting what you want from your email and not just from me, from anybody that you want something from, anybody that you're asking for a favor. Here are the best ways to go pick me, pick me with the most effect. Summarize the problem or issue in the subject line, such as new cars broken down and dealer won't take responsibility or been trying to cancel my telecom account for two years, as opposed to please help, which is what I get a lot. It's not going to leap out at me in my inbox, I'm afraid. The best subject line I've had lately was this, exploding engines and unhelpful dealers brackets, what more could you want? Exclamation mark. I love the effort and the creativity. And of course, I opened that one. 
Use spacing and punctuation and a decent font size so that you make it as easy as possible for me and others to read and digest what happened and what you now want to happen. When I have email fatigue and I open an email which is one solid block of tiny words with about two commas, no full stops, um, all capital letters, I confess, unless it's the consumer story of the year, it gets closed, that email does, marked as unread, and there's a very good chance that I'll never read it again. And SMS speak, dem, dat, does your, well, just don't, please. Timelines are great. I get dates, a logical order of what happened, and usually nice short sentences, very easy to digest. Give all the details I'm not exaggerating when I say that about 80% of the emails I receive lack vital details such as cell phone numbers, account numbers, dates, company names, contact numbers, etc. That means I have to write back and ask for them and there's a very good chance that I will miss the response given the inbox deluge issue and the no admin help thing. Everybody says get yourself some admin help, but freelance journalist, the people that I submit my work to barely afford to pay me with what's going on in the media, let alone somebody to help me with my admin. If I can send off your email to the cell phone company or the clothing retailer or the bank without first having to go back to you to ask for vital details, you've got a brilliant chance of having your matter taken care of. This is the thing. Imagine how much more productive I could be if I didn't have to go back and forth for more detail. It takes up a huge amount of my day. Somebody has just sent me this to illustrate my point, and I'm going to read it verbatim. Hi, Wendy. I wonder if you could be of assistance. I'm at my wit's end. Full stop. End of email. That's it. Okay, and it's it's a particularly extreme example of lack of detail, but it's not uncommon. Please tell me the issue in a few lines, and I'll know if I'll be of assistance or not. Make me write back for info and details and, I, and yeah, when that response comes, I'm afraid there's a good chance I may miss it. If you have photos of the problem, send them, but please don't send me 12, 15 meg images, just one or two smallish ones and only in focus ones, please. Getting the hang of taking really good pics with your smartphone is invaluable. It'll save you so much time and schlep down the line and and help you to prove your case and get justice. If you've got invoices and relevant sections of contracts, that would help as well. But please keep those images small. I regularly go through my email inbox. I do a search by size because you can imagine in my job, I have a problem with um, (laughs) my memory on, on the laptop, that is. And yeah, 54 meg, 64 meg is not uncommon. Please don't just forward me your 45 email exchanges separately with the company in question without a summary written for me about the issue. It's expecting an awful lot of someone that you are expecting to help you. Very important. At the end of your email, please don't just say, please help. I get this all the time. It's like telling someone to buy you food at the supermarket. Very vague. The clearer you are about what you want, what you consider to be a fair resolution of your problem by a particular company, the better equipped I am to raise your case with a company or to tell you that you're being a little unfair or that you don't have a legal right to demand whatever it is you, you're demanding or that you're being overly optimistic. Be very specific about what it is that you are expecting. A small personal favor. I'm not fond of the good day greeting on its own. I mean, if you're asking someone to help or advise you as a favor, essentially, take the trouble to use their name. It's a really good start. When I get hi or good day, I think, does this person know 
who I am or what I do and what it is that I can do to help them. Before you hit send, read the email again as if you know nothing about the issue, as if you are me, and consider whether you have all the information you'd need to take up the case with the company. So I'm talking about dates, reference numbers, contact details, photographic evidence, whatever it is. And if not, fill in the gaps before sending. I will so appreciate that. A win for me and hopefully for you too if I'm able to act on your email. Attention to detail matters. It really does. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this episode of Good to Know useful. My aim is to protect you from being ripped off. So if there are issues you'd like me to cover in more depth in future episodes, feel free to tweet me on at Wendy Nola. You won't want to miss my next podcast in this series, so be sure to subscribe on livepodcasts.fm or in the podcast app of your choice. Please also rate and review the podcast. That way, listening communities know I'm here. Livepodcasts.fm Good to know. This podcast is a Prime Media Broadcasting production. Only on LifePodcasts.fm will you find topics on issues you overlook as a consumer. Good to know.